You're listening to the Outright Proud podcast. My name is Matua Mashachi and I'm the Communications and Media Relations Manager here at Outright. At Outright International, we work together for better LGBTIQ lives. This podcast will advocate, celebrate, amplify and support LGBTQ voices. We have Outright International's Advocacy Week to actually thank for bringing us this episode's guest. Award-winning journalist Naziha Saeed is in New York with us for an important event, but we'll focus on her recent article, Sounding the Alarm on Media Freedom in Southwest Asia and North Africa region. Naziha, thank you for your time and welcome. Thank you for having me. Now, for context, Naziha wrote an article that you can find on the Outright International website to mark World Press Freedom Day. In this article, she highlights the vulnerability of the LGBTIQ community in the absence of media freedom. Naziha, please give us a few disadvantages of no media freedom in, a, in any society. Thank you, Matoba, um, for having me in this podcast. To start with, if we are aiming for societies that's inclusive and there is justice and equality to everybody, then we should have freedom of press because the press works or take role of very important role in in the settlement of the society. Justice, equality, all of these values should be supported by free press. If there is no free press, then we are playing with the democracy, we are playing with the human rights. We will not reach just societies if we don't have freedom of press. And this applies on all minorities and all all aspects of human rights. And sexual and gender minorities are not away from that. So they get affected if we don't have freedom of press. In some countries, which, which are a lot around the world, the press is controlled by certain powers, either religious or political or cultural, that doesn't allow other voices to appear. And this is where the minorities got repressed in the press and doesn't appear and doesn't exist. And that's what gives an idea or a wrong idea that we don't have these people with us. And it makes it also easier then afterwards to repress them, and exclude them from the society because we don't hear them. We don't see them on TV. We don't allow them to be themselves in the society. And here again, I go back to the point one, which is freedom of press is very important for that. Yeah, I agree with you because it enhances visibility too, which is quite important. And in your article, you were quite explicit talking about autocracy as the stumbling block to press freedom. And in Southwest Asia and North Africa region, share with us the alternative that have been devised to disseminate information or at least paint a picture of how difficult it is to do so without press freedom. We are talking about a region that ruled by dictatorships. There is no country in that region that have a little bit of democracy. Even if they do, it's a fake, it's just on the surface. So we are not, people are not living there free. 
so they can't express themselves and then then media also can't mirror the society because the society is scared society repressed society some of us are not allowed to be in the society who they are the way they want they want to be so the when the press is representing the society it present only the surface only the thing that the powers that rule the country wants it to be which is sometimes it's mix of political religious cultural powers or like tribal powers that rule rule these countries and i i don't want to go like back long long back i just want to point to 2023 wordpress freedom index that's produced by rsf or reporters sans frontieres reporters without borders on yearly basis and this year this year report just put the middle east and north africa in the in the last countries in the index so it's it's covering 180 countries and syria is 173 yemen is 168 iraq is 167 palestine is 156 saudi arabia is in the bottom algeria is 136 bahrain is not far from that So they are all in the last countries of freedom of press in this index that RSF is working on for years now. And this didn't improve over the years. There were Arab Spring, there were pro-democracy protests in these countries. Actually, that led to more repression because of many reasons that related to geopolitical and political reasons that we are not here to talk about. But... while we are living in these very low freedoms for press we are not expecting that the visibility of human rights in general and the rights of lgbtiq will be supported in these in in the media scene and you also raised an important point on how western media's unfiltered approach in their reporting on lgbtq community can make things actually worse and your example was the hype around the lgbtq rights issue in qatar during the world cup can you expand a little more about the effect of unfiltered western media approach to human rights let's be fair like the the western media as much as they have freedoms and they are free to report on whatever they want the facts on the ground showed that they have double standards and how do they cover conflicts in different places it got different with the skin color with the religion of these people and so on and on i don't want to go there because this is also another whole topic that we can talk about for a few hours but the way they handled talking about rights in qatar because there were a fifa there were world cup It's it's a good timing to talk about it because everybody is talking about Qatar everybody is to- going to Qatar everybody is watching the the matches in Qatar and a lot we we saw that a lot of people actually traveled to Qatar to to attend the the mondial the world cup it's good to to highlight these things this is the also the rule of the media 
let's not only talk about World Cup. Let's also talk about other things that comes with the package of the country that hosts the World Cup and and the rights in this in this country. There is many rights that have been highlighted, which is the migrants, the migrant workers, and the LGBTIQ. The the foreign media or the Western media focused on these two. When it comes to the foreign to the migrant workers, it was really good point because these people were used to actually make the World Cup happen in Qatar. And highlighting this, actually, they started to highlight it years before before the Mondial happened. And that led to their situations becoming better because Qatar doesn't want to doesn't want this to reach the media. So they were improving the situation of these workers over the years. It's not in its best situation at the moment, but it worked in that, in that aspect. When it comes to LGBT, Qatar doesn't have cases of jailed or execution or torturing an LGBT person. That doesn't mean that they are okay with it. That doesn't mean that they are tolerant with the idea of having LGBTIQ persons, Qatari persons specifically, or anybody who's living in the country. And their laws actually shows the opposite. I mean, shows that it's not allowed and it's criminalized and all of that. But because it was coming from the West, from a very Western point of view of defending the rights of LGBTIQ, And there is no defense from the ground saying, yes, we are here, we are persecuted, we are repressed because they can't show themselves. So it appeared, the full picture at the end, that there is only Westerns talking about rights of people who doesn't exist, which made the society which has a voice, only the society that has a voice, through all the hate speech on the Western media and on LGBT. So I will give you an example. A person who is homosexual sitting in their house, nobody knows about their sexuality in, in, the, in the family. And then the Western media are defending the rights of LGBTIQ in Qatar. The father will say, "What the, they, it's a Western agenda, these people, we don't want them. We don't have them in our country. We don't want them. They deserve go to, going to hell. This son is living with his family for all his life. He never heard such a thing because nobody triggered the family to talk about this and not specifically in a hateful way. While the FIFA, while the World Cup, they heard all kind of attack on them while they can't even defend themselves. This was the thing that happened. And in other countries, neighboring countries, or in the region, let's say, there were a, a hate wave in the media against LGBTIQ because of the way that Western media were tackling this issue. And they tackled it from a very Western point of view. Like, we want to raise a flag the flag is not important for these people. They just want to live. They want to just be recognized. Flag is not a priority for them. And this is where, like, if we remember how the journalists were asking officials in Qatar, 
So if a fan raised a, a rainbow flag, is he going to be arrested or not? Is this really important to raise a flag? It is a visibility for sure. And when people want to be visible, they have the right to be visible. But there is lives on stake on the contrary. So the, the journalist is focusing on a flag being raised, but not on how kids being raised inside within their families' houses in Qatar or even in the region. Kuwait, Algeria, Saudi, they started to take any product from the market that has rainbow flags. This is where we reached with the hate campaign that came to the region during the World Cup. They took toys, clothes, shoes, anything that has rainbow flags. It was really crazy campaign. And these are products like the, these, these companies paid for them to bring them to the country to, to sell them, but they just confiscated them. Wow. Well, that's interesting insights that came out of that 